Welcome to NFP's Insights from the Experts podcast. Each episode showcases timely expertise and perspective from members of the NFP community, delivering information, analysis, and solutions that address our clients' most significant challenges. Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Bell, EVP, Head of Health and Benefits here at NFP, and joining me today for our overview of NFP's medical stop-loss captive and our captive practice is Dale Sagan, who's the Vice President and Leader of our Group Captive Solutions. Welcome, Dale. Thanks for having me. Today, we're going to cover um, quite a bit about captives, really focusing in on our newest launch, our medical stop-loss captive. But before we get started on that, Dale, I thought it would be a good idea if you could just give the audience a brief overview of what is a captive. Thanks. Great question. Yeah, let's start there. A captive is a regulated insurance entity that takes risk for premium. It became popular in the past century for entities to take more risk and share in risk with other entities, and captives make that possible. It reduces frictional costs associated with insurance premium like retention fees, commissions, taxes, and profits when self-funding a line of risk through a captive. Great. So on the captive side, just to be clear, NFP has a full captive practice, and we're doing quite a bit in the single parent uh, captive space on our, in our property and casualty business, um, but we are launching our medical stop loss captive January 1st. So what is a medical stop loss captive, Dale? A medical stop loss captive is an insurance entity that is set up to take out medical stop loss only. Most are group captives which band together like-minded employers that would like to manage better risk in their health plan and take a bite out of underwriting profits when they materialize. Many of of these medical stop-loss group captives are sponsored by stop-loss carriers or captive managers looking to build something that is unique in the marketplace. That's great. So from, from a captive standpoint, so, you know, The concept of a captive is a captive, um, but it operates differently in different spaces. How is a group medical stop-loss captive different from other captives, for example, like our property and casualty captives? Great question. So our team here within NFP, the Risk and Insurance Strategy Collective, otherwise called RISC, We focus on a variety of captives. We have single parent captives, more focus on property and casualty. We have single parent captives, more focus on just medical stop loss. And those single parent captives, they're sponsored by one employer. Um, There's one entity that's taking control of that captive and managing their solutions. Um, What a group medical stop loss captive is actually doing is it is focusing on medical stop loss only And it's allowing various employers and entities to band together within that group captive um, to give them the advantages that the large employers have had for years in which they are melding their risk together and sharing in any of the underwriting profits that materialize um, and also just doing uh, themselves a favor by um, lending each other just different opportunities and um, their size and scale to give them a little bit of mass so that they can better negotiate with their vendor partners. Great. So let's talk a little bit about which groups would a captive be most suitable for, a medical stop-loss captive, that is. Everyone I talk to hears about captives and gets really excited about the strategy, I'll be honest with you, Um, especially a group captive dedicated to medical stop-loss risk. 
Right now, the target market for most group medical stop loss captives is employers with greater than 50 employees on their health plan. Yet there really is no limit to the size of an employer. It really depends on the situation. Obviously, a fully insured employer looking to self-fund their health plan with stability of purchasing stop loss with other like-minded employers is a perfect candidate. They will receive more transparency, more flexibility with their plan, a shock absorber at their renewal if their health plan ran poorly. Yet for me, the most important aspect is the community that's created. This community offers more scale, which means they could band together for other purposes, like partnering with a single PBM, a centers of excellence for the best care at the lowest cost or services that are outside the scope of the health and welfare plan. For example, a group of auto dealers coming together to purchase stop loss coverage today in a group captive, they could also look at their scale to negotiate better pricing and, trans and transportation or any other lines of insurance coverage. As long as an employer feels comfortable purchasing with other employers and participating in a group captive, they will likely find many benefits. So the, so the important factor here is that when you're in a captive as a group, you are participating with either like industry or like-minded like groups, but how does that really help an employer, Dale, control their healthcare costs? So you can certainly band groups together, but if everybody just keeps doing what they're doing and not having a true focus on risk management, you know, the captive isn't generally as successful. So how does the stop-loss captive really help control their healthcare costs? <laughs> a great question. I, I, I've said this a few times before. Um, there's really no way for me to tell you that a captive is going to reduce costs because there's actually captives out there that will increase your costs in all honesty. Um, they're there to put as much profit into um, their books as possible and make it difficult to exit. Um, so you really want to find the right captive that's helping you manage your healthcare costs. Um, so there are some captive solutions out there that will lean on the fronting stop loss carrier in which it's a popular model. Um, sometimes you have the captive manager that's outsourcing the risk management solutions that are included with the membership. Um, sometimes you have the group captives that lean on the advisors to bring solutions to the table, and they really sit in an agnostic state, I would say, to those solutions. Either way, the captive itself is not going to lower your claims costs. It's about mixing the right partners that have the access, skills, and expertise to support the employers, identify ongoing trends, and find solutions that could help. A few examples include the fronting carrier's clinical team maybe identifying a million-dollar dialysis claim that comes through, um, jumping on the phone with the third-party administrator, and partnering to steer the care to a lower-cost provider. Another example comes to mind from a captive sponsor that mandates everybody use a particular pharmacy benefit manager. This captive sponsor has identified a pharmacy benefit manager, otherwise a PBM, as the best solution to lower healthcare costs and uses the scale of the captive to negotiate better pricing and control. So there are many solutions out there that you um, could have access to within a captive. You just need to make sure that you're partnering with the right captive, um, the right consultant, and, and honestly, the, the right stop-loss stop carrier that's going to be able to support your entire strategy. Okay, so talking about that, you know, control, how do stop-loss captives really help companies gain control over their employee benefit plans? Is that just a part of, um, goes hand-in-hand hand with what you've just talked about in terms of those solutions and, you know, sharing ideas? Yes, yes. Well, let me, let me split that into two answers here. 
Um, number one, I would say is that your chosen administrator is very crucial to gaining control. Um, there are some carrier ASO models that will just not give you access and the ability to gain control of your plan, even if you're in a captive. That is why some group captives honestly will force you to choose a select group of TPAs. And there's actually captives that have created TPAs um, because it makes it easier for them to manage the risk. Um, so often what you find is that your chosen administrator really is the indicator if you're going to have more control or not. Um, the second answer that I would say, which is often an unspoken benefit of joining a group captive, is the community. And I'm going to bring this up a lot in this podcast, um, but the community that's built is sharing ideas and solutions. With this community comes the scale and the ability to better negotiate pricing. It also gives you access to solutions that are only available in the large market. Many plan management solutions have no interest in working with a 50 life employer, to be honest with you. Yet, if that 50 life employer bands together with about 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 employees, now those solutions are coming to the table and they're trying to um, better manage the captive as a whole, which gives you more control over the ability to manage your risk and put in different cost containment structures. Okay, so generally speaking, I think everybody should have a good feel for you know the, the captive market, the medical stop loss captive market. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk specifically about NFP's medical stop loss captive, which we are calling captive plus. Can you give us a little bit of a description or maybe an in-depth description of how captive plus works in relation to all the things we've just talked about? Yes, I would love to. I'm excited for Captive Plus. I think this is going to be a very uh, different solution in the marketplace, and let's dig into that. Um, Captive Plus is a fully funded, fronted, participating group medical stop-loss captive sponsored by NFP. So I know that was a mouthful, but let me kind of explain each of those parts because it'll better, better describe what we're building. Fully funded means that the regulators in our chosen domicile, Vermont, expect the captive to run at a break-even with a downside risk posted up front in the form of collateral by the employers. This ensures the members, the reinsurance partner, and Vermont don't have to worry about the captive being underfunded. This is often a common problem with some captives out there where they end up asking for more collateral halfway through the year um, because it's underfunded. Um, in our solution, it's fully funded every year, so you're never gonna have to worry about um, ponying up more cash. The fronted portion means that we have chosen a stop loss carrier for this program that will provide a stop loss policy at the member's desired limits. And the experience is no different than being traditionally self-funded with a stop loss policy. This carrier takes in premium and reimburses at the policy limits. The carrier then works with the captive to account for the claims that are responsible to the captive and the claims are responsible to the carrier. So this is all going on behind the scenes, um, but for that particular employer, um, they are truly paying their premium to one source and receiving reimbursements from one source. Um, so it makes it much easier to work through and just all of the gaps behind the scenes are worked through with that captive to make sure that um, the accounting is being transparent and we're sharing that with the employers on a quarterly basis. The participating agreement means that the members are not owners or renters of the captive cell. The members are participating in agreement with a cell that is already capitalized and established, which is the lowest cost to enter into the captive space as capital is not required upon entry. That's often one of the problems with, with captives 
um, in this captive space is that you have to usually post your capital and become owners or rent a captive. Um, this model is very low cost because you're simply just participating in an agreement with other employers who sign the exact same agreement. Now, this is a group captive solution, which we've already talked upon, which means that we need at least three employers that are required to um, have different ownership groups to band together in a group. Um, that is a regulation that uh, we have to make sure we adhere to. Um, I'm often finding group of employers, um, you know, one particular employer that I can think of that has uh, about seven or eight employers under their umbrella and they want to start a group captive, but there's no separate ownership. So, you know, that's, that's a distinction that we have here is there needs to have separate ownership to make a group captive possible. Now let's talk about the medical stop loss. So we're only focused on medical stop loss for captive plus. Um, we're transferring that risk into this group captive. Um, in the single parent captive space, you know, off the medical stop loss risk will sit with other risks like property, uh, liability, cyber risk, um, workers' compensation, um, but this captive is truly just focused on medical stop loss. And also, I want to note that this captive program we're launching for 1122 is sponsored by NFP for exclusive distribution through NFP advisors and our benefit partner members. So that's going to make our captive much different in the marketplace, considering that uh, we are making this unique to NFP and NFP's markets. Hopefully, our NFP and benefits partners firms will, will find that uh, intriguing. Uh, well, let's talk. A, there are other captives out in the market, Dale. So, you know, names that come to mind for me sitting in this space are Pareto and Roundstone and Berkeley. And um, so what's the difference in, in our from our from our captive, captive plus and those other captives? I know you've touched on that, but let's zero in for those who are listening who just need us to get to. What's the difference between us and the others out in the market? <laughs> Great, would love to. A couple things come to mind here. The main difference is our independence. Many group medical stop loss captives are sponsored by stop loss carriers that have motivation to increase premiums and make it difficult to leave with the loss of surplus. Or many sponsors are captain managers that are motivated by higher premiums again. And again, making it difficult to leave. Um, the retention is key most of the time with captives. Um, so two things I'll mention is Captive Plus is sponsored by NFP, which is the national consulting firm. We're not going to the stop loss carrier to ask them to build a model for us. Um, we're not going to a captive manager and, and asking to be a part of their captive. Instead, NFP purchased a captive facility and is using this to build a solution focusing on lowering costs of healthcare over the long run. The other thing I want to mention really quick is that Part of our value proposition is that we aren't going to force you to stay within the captive. Um, many captives are set up to produce surplus on an annual basis. And if you leave, you leave that behind. And it becomes very difficult for you to ever leave that solution. Um, with our model, we're being very friendly to the market where if you leave, whether creating a single parent captive at the end of the year because you just have enough size and scale across your entire enterprise of risk, or you decide that maybe this is the year you need to go back to the fully insured market. We totally understand. Um, so we, what we're doing, which is very unique, is we're allowing you to take that surplus with you if it materializes um, into your next year. So you're not leaving anything behind by being a part of the captive and then having to leave for various reasons. 
I think that's a very important distinction in Captive Plus versus other captives in the market, Dale, in that, you know, we this is, as we mentioned, exclusive for NFP clients and clients of our membership organization, Benefits Partners. And we, we're not looking to be penal. We want the best solutions for our customers. So we want to make this captive very client as client-friendly as possible while protecting the captive overall, right? So, well, how does Captive Plus help companies manage risk more effectively? We talked about, you know, cont- helping the risk with the risk management and that kind of thing and how it works in general in the captive space. What is the what are the plans for captive plus to help manage our clients risk more effectively? Well, NFP is dedicating to placing our risk management subject matter experts at the front lines for the customers. NFP is investing in solutions that the policyholders and advisors desire, such as data warehousing, plan document support, and clinical reviews. With Captive Plus, NFP advisors are able to streamline solutions for the small to middle market employers that normally would not have access because of their size with us bringing everybody together into one room at our annual symposium on our quarterly calls um, at our committee meetings. Uh, we will bring those solutions to the table and allow those employers access to various risk management strategies. Okay. Well, now let's talk a little bit about, so we've, we've talked about the fact that this is NFP solution. Um, you know, we are, it, it's our own captive facility and, and all of those types of factors. So who, in terms of this, you know, the cost containment or the analysis, the analytics, the, the clinical side of things, as we get into this and, and bring employers into that group, you want to talk a little bit about who at NFP is actually or could actually be involved in the Captive Plus facility. Great. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. I feel like we have the dream team here, Kim. One thing that I think is important to note in that everyone at NFP's corporate benefits team is really excited to jump on and support Captive Plus. And we really do have a dream team here. Heidi Cottle, who's our Senior Vice President of Cost Correction Strategies, will be very important um, and key in ensuring that we are able to wrap our arms around the ongoing risk and provide solutions to manage that risk. Deb Smolinski is our Vice President of Wellbeing Engagement, will be offering support and ideas to enhance population health management strategies and wellness solutions. Pete Payneau is our Vice President and Leader of the Corporate Benefits Actuarial Team, who will be reviewing our data and offering support to identify trends and letting us know when the right time will be to perhaps take on more risk within the captive as we grow. The entire RX Solutions team is very excited to be able to offer a single source PBM partner through their coalition to lower pharmaceutical costs for small to middle market employers that are part of Captive Plus. And lastly, I really want to give a shout out to my team, um, the Risk and Insurance Strategy Collective, which is NFP's Captive Division. We have seven professionals brought from various consulting firms and carriers with over 110 years of experience in the captive space. We're passionate about alternative risk captives and creating customized solutions for our our customers. I'm really excited for some of the ideas we have for additional captive cells from single parent solutions for a single employer, a reference-based pricing cell, which we're gonna look to launch 1123, and even a voluntary lines group captive cell sponsored by our very own Kim Heald. I'm really excited that we just have a lot of individuals that are passionate about their work and we will be bringing that to the front lines for our valuable customers. Yeah, I think that certainly here we have at NFP some of the most 
qualified and experienced practice leaders, as you've mentioned, in cost containment and well-being and engagement and actuarial services, data analytics, clinical uh, solutions. We also have some really high-level point solution partners in the market. Uh, we're constantly on the lookout for you know, those kinds of partners. So anyway, I think that we have all the right pieces uh, to you know, fully support Captive Plus. What about other key partners, Dale, in regard to Captive Plus? Do we have you know, partners outside of you know, our internal uh, internal folks that we just mentioned? Yeah, no, I, I would say a couple things here. First, the Department of Insurance in Vermont, our facility for Captive Plus is domiciled in Vermont. Vermont's the oldest domicile for captives within, within the United States. They take pride in being the largest domicile in the United States, and we are excited to work with them. I would also mention that we chose Excess Re as our fronting stop-loss reinsurance partner. Excess Re has over 40 years of stop-loss underwriting experience, and they bring many creative solutions to the table and opportunities, which we're really excited about. And lastly, I'm going to mention that when I was at Sahya just two weeks ago, uh, we actually met with many different risk managers that are extremely excited about our progress here and really want to partner with us and bring their solutions to the smaller to middle market within NFP. Um, so there's definitely a lot of outside key partners here we will be working with. That's great. Well, I know we talked about, you know, on the overall education piece of our podcast about the type of client that might be uh, ideal for a captive in general, a medical stop loss captive. Is there any difference in that and what an ideal client profile might look like for captive plus? Well, we're aiming for employers with over 50 enrolled on the plan. Employers that are fully insured and looking for an opportunity to sell fund with without the fear that the stop loss market's going to abandon them. You know, I read a quote recently that said the stop loss market is, is sometimes like disability, uh, where you normally would purchase short-term disability and long-term disability, but with the stop loss market as it is today, you're just buying short-term disability without that long-term coverage. So the captive brings you that stability over the years um, to reduce the risk. And, and it's a long-term solution that's going to reduce your, your true cost of stop loss over the long run and provide more support for risk management solutions. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, and when you look at when an employer, a client looks at any kind of, you know, funding for their employee benefits plan, their medical plan, you know, and is considering alternative funding. There's a lot of a lot of folks from, you know, the executive team to the HR team handling benefits to the benefits advisor. So let's let's break this down a little bit and start with how does Captive Plus benefit a company's executives? So as they're looking to make those top level decisions on the best path forward, how might Captive plus benefit um, executives looking at their benefit plan? Great. There are a few things I'd like to touch upon. Executives that like to be hands-on with their business will be in for a treat. We are building a community of like-minded employers in which you will build relationships with others. Your involvement is voluntary, and I promise you're going to get out of it what you put in. We aren't building captive programs to create giant entities where your member's voice isn't heard. We will give you a voice at the table on volunteer committee meetings, quarterly meetings, and our annual symposium to allow you to share your best practices and learn from other individuals' best practices as well. Any strategy that will be mandated for the captive will go through a democratic voting process to make sure the majority are in favor of the decision. 
And for those who dissent, we'll simply offer you the ability to band together and create a new captive program. Um, you definitely are going to have a voice at this table, which is really important. We won't force you to leave any surplus on the table, as I mentioned before. Um, so you really have the opportunity to build a strategy that makes sense for you and your organization. Lastly, Captive Plus is a bridge to the captive market. Our team will be available to discuss your various lines of coverage, and perhaps it's worth your time for a feasibility study, for a comprehensive look into what a single parent captive could do for your business whether it would be to take more risk and reduce frictional costs, leverage multiple lines of coverage to offset losses, create a new revenue stream, or perhaps just a better plan to budget for losses. This team is very excited to work with you, and we definitely think that's a differentiator in the group medical captive stop-loss market. It sounds like executives should definitely be interested in taking a look, and, and I think it's very interesting, you know, what other type of programs would the executives get to take a, a vote, a democratic vote on things that are being implemented in their plan. Most of the time, you know, in the in the medical market, the healthcare market, things are just mandated and handed down. So I think that's definitely, um, th there's definitely some good differentiators in there. What about, what about the benefit advisor? You know, who, why should a benefit advisor be taking a look at Captive Plus and considering, you know, presenting or having Captive Plus presented to their customer? Yeah, so, you know, again, I'm, I'm gonna share a few items here. Uh, a good trusted advisor will continue to expand their services and help support your growing business needs. NFP does a great job of supporting this across the country. When it comes to changes in laws, new technologies, new risk, using your broker, your advisor to strictly buy insurance is really no longer the case. When an advisor places business in Captive Plus, they're essentially minimizing the importance of negotiating insurance on an annual basis because the model has reduced the fixed cost of the health plan to sometimes 15% of the total cost. Our team is committed to negotiating those fixed costs, which means the advisor has time to focus on the many other needs of their clients which we hope include asking for referrals, looking to offer more support to your clients and growing your own business. Similar line of thinking, we have many subject matter experts at NFP that are best in class, as I mentioned earlier. We will bring those individuals and teams to your member meetings to discuss new trends, ideas, and solutions that the members will learn from and engage with. We believe that this will allow you as an advisor to not have to be the only spokesperson for NFP and should help with building a stronger relationship between your client and NFP. And lastly, we will have an advisory board, which will be comprised of the advisors that have the most business place in the captive program. You will have a valuable voice at the table to make sure we are meeting you and your client's needs. An example is an early renewal. I'm often told that a lot of group captives don't give you renewals until the, the 11th hour. Um, if that's something that's really important to, to the group of advisors that we're working with, then we can certainly offer early renewals to make sure that your open enrollments are early and you have fixed time with your family around Christmas. We understand and everyone is on the same page. We'll make sure that we give you the support that you're needed. That sounds great, Dale. We're doing a lot of education uh, at NFP for our advisors and our clients and prospects on the captive side. What does a company do who is interested in Captive Plus? I mean, perhaps they already have some other partner relationships that are in play or that they would like to consider. How does Captive Plus benefit those companies' existing or potential, potentially new partner relationships? 
That's a great question. And I want to start with the agnostic approach that we're bringing to this with the launch of Captive Plus for 1122. If you have a particular network that makes sense for you, please bring that. If you have a particular PBM, third-party administrator, risk management solution, we aren't going to force you to change that unless that administrator is forcing you to change because they're telling you, no, you cannot charge it. You cannot carve out your stop loss. I would say that we're doing everything possible to make the transition as easy and make sure that you can bring your relationships from your current partners um, into this new strategy with Captive Plus. And I would also say that uh, one thing that we've heard a lot, especially I mentioned earlier with the SIA meeting we were just at, um, there are a lot of individuals out there that are really excited for this when it comes to third-party administrators, pharmacy benefit managers, cost containment solutions. Um, those are those individuals have all told me that when employers band together within a captive, they have the ability to lower their per employee per month costs. Um, as long as they're buying together, you actually look like a large group to them. So they're more interested in working with you because you're in a captive and they're interested in giving you better discounts than what you could purchase on your own as a small to middle-sized market employer. So I would say that you have the ability to expand your partners beyond what you can normally have um, on your own space when you're purchasing in this market. Well, there certainly sound like there are a lot of great features to Captive Plus and you know to the Captive model in general for, you know, the right client at the right time. I think one of the big questions and one that, you know, I'll, I'll try to help answer here as we close out is why is NFP sponsoring Captive Plus? I mean, there are other, as we mentioned during the podcast, there are other captives in the market that potentially clients and prospects could leverage. And I think the, the, the most important thing for NFP, for our customers, is that we are delivering what we consider is the best in the market. And as we evaluate it, you know, the, the medical stop loss captives out in the market, we felt that we could make a significant difference to our customers in terms of designing our own captive. And Dale, as you've certainly highlighted throughout here, there are there are key features in Captive Plus that don't exist in other captives. Uh, you know, the, the, the way that solutions will be brought to the table, the, the, the non-binding, so to speak, uh, philosophy of our captive, where we are not looking to make our captive penal to our clients. We want it to be, you know, an enhancement to what they're, they're getting, the ability to band together and, you know, purchase on more of a large group uh, from, from a large group perspective instead of a smaller group perspective. So I think that there are, there are definite advantages that we have built into Captive Plus that we simply couldn't find in other existing captives in the market. And we feel like this is really the best solution for our customers. And so, you know, we've, we've, uh, it's taken us a bit of time, frankly, to, you know, pull, put this whole thing together. But I, I believe that we've feel from a you know from a true agnostic standpoint it's it's not the only solution that we think you know should be made available to our customers but we did want to develop something that we felt was best in class in the medical stop loss captive space and i think that's what we've done with captive plus so congratulations to you and your team on building you know such such a successful uh, model for our captive and we look forward to the launch january 1st 
Thank you, Kim, for having me today, and I'm excited as well. Thanks so much, Dale. Thank you.